Oh, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm your host, Tyler Friel, and sitting with me is Nick Mookie. We're in Tyler's mobile podcast studio, so if you hear any Copenhagen cans or plastic bottles <laughs> rattling around, that's why. But uh, anyway, we kind of left you at the last point. We were uh, yeah, probably 200 miles from where we are now. At least, yeah. And uh, just getting ready to go for the very first sit of the year, the first sit on Nick Nick's bear bait. And right now it is 3.25 a.m. Sunday. It has been a long weekend. I got a little bit of sleep. Yeah, four, four hours. Four hours, I think, <laughs> in your truck. That's right. Yeah, so... Uh, the theme of this episode is let's hope the boat doesn't fall off. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> we're loading my boat up and my, went, you know, crank winch to pull it, you know, secure it on the trailer. My winch strap broke, so we got two or three rap- ratchet straps uh, engineered on there. It's looked suspect for the past three years, or no, four, rather. I, I no. thought I replaced it a year or two ago. Uh, well, the, the trouble with those, those winch cranks is you get reefing on them, and then you're your strap will fold over and the get in the teeth and then it's just downhill from there but yeah we'll take her easy (laughs) the boat's loaded a little heavy right now on the trailer but we'll get to that later i think (laughs) but yeah it's been a uh oh you know weekend of first sits and weekend of ups and downs for sure that's right um so we uh I guess I'll just don't know where to start with it, but get in there and we were expecting get into Nick's bait and have there be, you know, usually you put that thing out and a week, 10 days later, there's a couple black a couple bears, of nice black bears on it. Sure. So that's what we expected. And so know. we, we put this, you know, or we go in there. Yeah. Bait's been hit. Nick grabs the SD card from the camera. We climb up in the tree. Well, the and, weird uh, the weird thing about the bait, how it had been hit, is the barrel was wrapped around the tree and not not where we left it at all. And most of the time, black bears, in my experience, they don't get all crazy with the, the bait barrel, you know? So when we climbed up the tree and started looking at the at the photos, the most recent photo was from that morning at about 5, yeah. 5 a.m., I Nick, guess. Nick, you know, I'm trying to get my stuff squared away <laughs> and figure out how I do this again, you know, <laughs> to where by the end of the season it'll be tuned up, you know, have everything dialed in. You but won't forget your boots two days in a no, row. No, I, I didn't forget my boots. Nick did <laughs> two days in a row. But uh, we, um, yeah, so we're getting ready, and then Nick's like, oh, man, like, shows me the camera and this big old grizzly bear is on there for three days straight basically came in what the 15th through the 18th um yeah and that uh and i think i explained on the last podcast we were talking about grizzlies how you know where i'm hunting them generally you have two days to the rule you know i consider the rule is you got two days to get them and this bear had been on there all three days, and this was would be the fourth day in a row. Right. But in your, you know, you were saying they'll, where you're at, that doesn't seem to be how it works a lot of times. Yeah, they'll stay there typically t- until they eat all the bait, or the bait runs dry, or whatever, and then they'll move on. Otherwise, they're gonna keep coming back. 
Yeah, so uh, settled down in the stand, and, uh, and man, it was windy. It was windy, like gusty, and then it would calm down real nice, and then it would get gusty again. And I knew it was going to rain at some point, but it, it looked like it wouldn't start till what, one or two. So I figured we'd be in and out of there before then. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Yeah, sorry if I'm a little slow here on some of this stuff. I had... I don't do well with well, most hardly of was, any sleep. The the gist of this sit was that it was very uneventful for about six hours. Six hours. Neither one of us even stood up, if I remember. No, right. we, I know I didn't. I never even moved. I mean, just sat there. I asked if you if I could take a piss, and you said no. <laughs> at the bear, <laughs> the bear, had, the night before came in at nine forty five or or something like that, and it was like nine thirty, and Tyler asked to take a piss, and I mean, no. You're well, gonna, you're well gonna my, hold my, my thinking <laughs> my thinking is that I'll just get it over with now. Right. Rather than be in midstream when that bear comes right, in. Right. He wanted a fresh fresh steaming piss underneath the tree for when a bear would come in. But anyhow he, he I held, held it. he held it, yeah, like a champ for another three and a half hours. And uh no, yeah, so yeah, we sit down, we're waiting and the way I mean it was so windy and gusty like if if we'd been sitting for black bears i'd say we're wasting our time right and that's kind of a you know a bear baiting tip like right. black bears that wind generally do not like it when it's windy or they you know don't like to come into baits and i don't know why i guess my theory is that they can't they like black bears seem to like to sit back and listen and watch, you know, yeah, because yeah. they're more worried about other bears on the bait than anything else. I think. Yeah, you watch a bear on a bait; they they spend a lot of time just sitting there listening and looking around and everything. And when it's windy, I don't; they can't do that very well. And so, anyway, but you know, we're kind of like whispering back and forth as this goes on, as it feels like we're in the crow's nest of the Mayflower. <laughs> and. uh but you know, I've had grizzlies come in when it's pretty dang windy. It's like it seems like they don't care as much, you know, especially a big grizzly like that. Um, you know, he's not worried about much any other anything. bears running him off. Right. And uh, so anyway, we sat there and sat there, and it's funny how you mentioned. I had been thinking it, but you mentioned it first. How. By the time that bear came in after six hours, you know the creak of every tree. You're like, all right, over that direction when the wind kicks up, you hear a over here, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you get so used to hearing all the different noises and everything, and you know when you hear a noise that just doesn't sound, you know, consistent with what you've been hearing in the past. And I heard that. I did. I heard it and told you right away, get ready. (laughs) But to to back it up a little bit, we had... We expected this bear to come in. It's it's in an area, and there's some, like, blowdown stuff yeah. where it's pretty open. And most bears do like to to come in through cover, right. it seems like. And uh, so we were expecting it to come from one way. And generally, you can hear grizzlies coming for quite a ways because they're noisy. I don't know if they, they just don't care or, or what, yeah. but... Uh, Generally, you have a little bit of warning to get in there, and in my experience, they uh, break a stick or just step on something, or you know, naturally as they're coming in, make some noise. But yeah, they'll, uh, you know, whether it's just 
they don't care. The, you can hear them coming, and that's nice with grizzlies because, in my experience, I would tell anyone to take the first good shot they give you. Agree. Like be you know, as soon as you know they're they're coming in, get ready to shoot because a lot of times they, uh, man, they just don't they just don't hang around like your typical black barrel may be cautious coming in but they'll get a little comfortable usually and then and then give you you know you can kind of take your pick of, of shot selection right which happened tonight yeah but we'll so get we'll, we'll get to that later <laughs> so well that wasn't the typical case tonight <laughs> anyway um so yeah we're sitting there and i heard it too just something that didn't sound right and right after I heard it, I heard you say, get ready. And I had the, it stuck the camera in my pocket. <laughs> and I heard you say, get ready. And I turn my head and I see his head poking out. Close. Yeah, close, like 15 yards, 20 yards away. Right. And I'm like, shit, he's going to shoot this thing before I can get my camera out. And But I got it out, got it recorded, and swung over there. And you can just yeah, tell I, it from your <clears throat> perspective. My perspective is that as soon as I heard the noise, I, I lifted my bow up and got ready and tried to think through what i was about to do but it all happened really fast and anyhow i long story short i i shot high and and hit him above the spine and he he ran off you know looked fine he took off he didn't growl like a you know typical grizzly bear shot when you shoot him uh they they growl quite a bit and they you know whatever but shot looked high we i pretty much immediately thought like man this is not good and then we watched the video and we kind of convinced ourselves man it might be all right you know the arrow might have kicked down and and got into something and um you know as he was running away and and cut him up a little bit and you know maybe help with the i guess you know in the lungs or whatever like that i mean and and we you know at first my you know when i swung over there i'm trying to kind of look over the viewfinder at the bear because I want to see this thing <laughs> get plugged like real time. Right. And uh, just it happened. It was so quick. I had you, zero time to get excited. I can't blame yeah, what happened on, on being excited or wound up or, you know, buck fever or whatever. It had nothing to do with that. And But after reviewing the footage, we thought, you know, it, it could be dead. We don't know. You know, it, it, we heard it take off for maybe a hundred yards or so, and then all of a sudden it got quiet. Yeah, and my, I mean, my reaction, you know, shot, and then as I see, I can see the arrow sticking out of him, and he's running off, and I'm like, oh, that ain't, this ain't no, good. No, it wasn't. But you know, looking at the footage, we're like, ah, oh, you know, it might have. We thought that it had slipped under the spine into the into the top of the chest cavity right and but it, it stopped it didn't get that much penetration it looked like it hit bone on the other side you know we were thinking a rib or you know, whatever we didn't know but we were basically determined that either he was going to be dead within 200 yards or, or you know because they do have that i think it's the ascending aorta i don't know my the vein along the spine yeah um that or you know if he if that broadhead was in his chest cavity he, would, he, would, he would go out there and turn around and yank it out you know right and Just, anyway yeah so we took up the trail looked you know saw where we shot couldn't find an arrow maybe walked 40 yards and decided let's just give him a few hours so 
went back to the truck and slept for a little bit came back what in the morning and by then it's snowing yeah and uh, we didn't we weren't too hopeful that there was going to be much blood since i hit it so high so we were basically looking for broken sticks and and torn up grass and whatever and we you know we were able to follow him about about a hundred yards yeah and that last spot that there was like for sure discernible sign it was just a couple like old dead little you know i don't know inch diameter spruce that was busted in a few spots and there was like two or three hairs grizzly hairs on it yep but I don't know what we looked for two or three hours. Grit, just gritted the whole area and went. I mean, we did you know, what we could. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I mean, everyone comes to mind. Oh, well, you should have looked. Spent two days looking for it. Well, I mean, where if shot in the guts, it would have been a different story. Right. Like that bear is dead. We just gotta wait. Yep. Um, but that that shot right there is going to be either he's going to be dead close or he's not going to be dead at all and uh so we headed back to the bait headed back to the bait and we had hauled some more bait in there and i was unbuckling my pack frame to get to pull bait off and you were over by the bait screwing a beaver to a tree yeah and and i i hear you know hear a twig snap or something back behind right where that bear came from before yeah, same spot. And I popped my, you know, stood up, and there's that grizzly bear hauling ass back through that clear yep. clear cut. He had tried coming in again. Unreal. When we were standing around there. And that was seven to what? No, that was probably close to nine hours later. Yeah. Nine hours later. Yeah, and I mean, he was the only bear on the bait. Right. So, like, it was, it was him. Yeah, I didn't get a real good look at him, but it, I'm... 100% sure it was him. And, yeah, just the whole combination of, of the way he reacted or didn't react. Unreal. He, you know, he had no idea what was going on. Yep. It, it was not a one of my better moments, for sure. I but, got to thinking about it after, once I got home and tried to figure out what, what exactly did I do wrong. And if I could make an excuse beyond anything, you know, with my ability um i chalk i would chalk it up to uh i'm used to being on autopilot with a compound when an animal comes in i draw back do my thing and i shoot and it's no problem and this situation happened so fast that i felt like i could just okay draw back hit my anchor follow through and uh, make the shot and and that it doesn't work that way when you are not used to shooting something yeah for an extended period of time and i feel like a lot of times uh, well, there's shots I look back on and be like, yeah, I was on autopilot. Right. But like you mentioned earlier when we were talking about this, like that's the kind of bow I've been, been shooting, shooting for years. Exactly. And anybody that shoots anything, you know, whether you shoot a rifle all the time or a compound all the time or what whatnot, you know probably what I'm talking about. You just, you're so used to doing it. You just, you know, you do it and no problem. And sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> And one, you know, interesting thing about that grizzly, and we were talking about, I've, and for three years now, I've used those Ozonics. Yeah. And they seem like such a gimmicky thing. Like, if if you don't know, and and I'd kind of, I knew, I knew about ozone machines for like 
rest you know fire restoration and you know dust control and stuff like that so the science behind it that that those ozone molecule molecules will bond with other molecules in the air including scent molecules and then they get too heavy to stay suspended and drop out of the air and supposedly it you know when when they bond with scent molecules it it changes them i don't know i'm i i barely passed college chemistry my senior year of college so whether or not if that was a a factor in that bear coming in directly downwind with a, a good steady wind going in his direct in that direction pretty yeah. much all night he he came directly downwind and i've had three you know before i got him there was so many grizzly bears so many i mean i can think of four or five big grizzlies and you were with me on some of them that that you can hear them coming here and coming hear them get downwind and then nothing they're gone and And, uh, that did not happen this was the (laughs) third grizzly that's come in directly downwind with those in with those running and they're so easy to use that uh i don't see how they could hurt yeah they're quiet and if, if it can give you like that little bit of edge where he when he came in the you know uh, he looked at us yeah I think, in our direction but yeah he didn't but he didn't care and and you know because that stuff does has have a unique smell and Plus i just don't know that they going. recognize it you know and, and i think those will bond with i don't know I'm that too gonna, maybe yeah who knows I, but i'm not one to know anything i've about had that. a you know and I never did hear anything that I definitively could know was a bear, but two times, once about like a little after 9 o'clock, 9.30, and then once later in that direction, I thought I heard... Sure. Um, but but that was it, and it was faint enough, and the wind was howling, so you know, it was really hard to tell. Right. But it's I think it's conceivable that he tried to come in earlier and... and smelled that or something he did he wasn't sure about but finally overcame you know decided it was it was okay because every grizzly bear that i i know has legit winded me is gone and they're not coming back not while you're there and uh aside from that it was a a great first sit there oh yeah uh, it it could have went the other way and we'd be high-fiving and that would have been the end of it it would have been a you know mission accomplished the first time out yeah i mean how that's just crazy how how many first sits do you have a big i mean i think he's probably eight foot grizzly yeah i mean the trail cam pictures made you know he looks exceptionally large there and then even on the video i didn't have time to really when he when he came in i didn't have time to i didn't take the time to give him an opportunity to really look at him yeah you know what i mean i knew i was going to shoot oh him yeah and, but yeah, he was a big born. Just yeah, I mean those shots are come few and far between. It seems like. Yeah, I said on the a previous podcast with you that you know you can typically expect one opportunity, and if you get two, you better be thankful. So I'm hoping that over the next what forty days or so that we have left, that it'll happen again, and yeah. I'm sure it will. And I think it will too. I mean, I just consider that dumb luck. Yeah. That that. Of that bear that nice was coming in. I mean, it's just just a bum situation that the, that's the way it worked out. But it didn't. I mean, he was dumb enough to come back. Yeah. Again, so who knows? You know, he may not be over for him, or 
The story it, may not be over. It's an exciting night. Maybe, what, 30 seconds of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of it. And I had just been thinking, I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, like, but, but I like you to just, wait for him. I, well, I mean, yeah. That's and, what I was telling you in the tree. We just got to wait, you know. And that's the thing, you know, like, you know, whether it's on my baits, obviously your motivation is a little higher if you're the shooter. But I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna yeah. stick it out no matter what. Well, of course. But uh, yeah, those things, you know, so many people give up midnight or one o'clock in the morning. But just stick it out. If if you got a bait or a bear hitting your bait regularly and everything seems to be going good and you've been quiet and you know you're you, wind, you know, all the things playing in your favor, you might as well just just wait. Unless for some reason you got to get home or whatever. But other other than that, I mean, you're there to hunt, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that was that was exciting. And then what we drove home, drove home, and I, I took a nap. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> take a nap and then get in my truck because I met up with Nick. Get in my truck, drive home. Almost got home, and I think I picked up a. I they're doing some new paving, and I thought I picked up some asphalt or something in my brake pad. So one of my my left front wheel, my truck starts screaming at me i'm thinking like please don't be wheel bearings or something like that (laughs) anyway so get home yank the wheel off yank the brakes off and and uh, my brakes are uh, i don't know they weren't shot but (laughs) well well broken in and one of my brake pads is cracked you know so oh man gotta do that today because i'm like all right well nick i'll meet you at seven with the boat so I like that plan. Yeah, so grab yeah, <laughs> grab the wife and the kids, and we went into town and got the supplies and stopped off and took my two-year-old son fishing for the first time. And, oh, he had a blast. They had just stocked this one of his local, local ponds with rainbows, and he caught a few fish and was loving it. So went home, new brake pads and rotors, and then throw stuff in the truck, load up. Or hook up to the boat and off we go. And uh, and basically, the goal, you know, black bear for tonight. I knew there was yeah, at the, least one or two black bears hitting my bait. And like I've mentioned before, my goal is to kill a grizzly bear with a stone point this year. And a guy, Greg Nunn, is the guy's name. I'd helped him out on a moose hunt last year, and I because he's he's a was a world renowned flint napper. And he told me, we got talking last fall, oh, it'd be nice to kill, you know, I was thinking, yeah, it'd be nice to kill a black bear with a stone point, and, oh, why not a grizzly? There you go. Sounds good to me. And so he agreed to make me three points, and they're pretty beefy suckers. They're all, the point itself, they're all within a few grains of 200 grains. They look sharp, too. They yeah. Look, they, they look good. And so we... uh Anyway, well, I want, given the opportunity, I didn't shoot a black bear last year. Um, could definitely use some, so I'm, I would like to to shoot a black bear first with one of these. Well, if, and, you, and you haven't been able to, you, you didn't practice with the arrows no. because you don't want to break them and everything yeah. like that. And I told you I'd shoot the first animal that walks in, you know. Yeah. See how they work. Yeah, and uh, and that was a deal, and that that's what bug, perfect opportunity. That's what bugs me the most, or bugged me the most about these stone points, is like 
I hate shooting something that I haven't been able to verify and right. see how it's flying. And especially on those wood shafts. Yeah, and you can't. And uh, you know, once once this season's done, I'm done with wood. I think just everything's inconsistent about it. But anyway, I did my best to you know match up my broadhead weight with what these points are going to be, and they're within like 15 grains overall arrow weight and you know got the broadheads flying good so and put 22 inches of turkey feathers on them (laughs) so thinking all right this will be good but like i wanted some verification verify you know that these things it's like you know they'll work but i want to see how well they'll work right and you had one really nice black bear coming in and the other one that that came in this morning didn't look half bad either no it didn't and uh so we, you know, just basically, all right, I'm going to shoot the first one that comes in. And we got... We weren't climbed, there very long. No, we climbed in this, and they, you know, they had just been on this bait for a few days and nothing coming in before 11. So I figured, well, if we get sitting in the stand by nine, we'll be good. And it was kind of windy earlier, but I could see in the forecast it was supposed to calm down. It was a beautiful night. And uh, so we get in the stand about nine and sitting there and it was about 10 that that bear came in I had, first heard, time. I had heard him straight off for me and then I caught a flash of black and and so we're getting ready and this thing and it's not uncommon like took his time coming in yeah pretty slow and I've had several black bears sit under that same tree and just look at the bait that birch and, tree and that spruce tree Oh, the oh, where he stopped when he got closer. Yeah, where that trail. Okay. Oh, was, porcupine. I was gonna say the birch tree that I, that straight out for me that I saw him by. He stood there for a while too. Yeah, but they'll come because that trail comes from straight back there, and hangs right at that, under that big spruce tree. Okay. Anyway, and you could tell he's trying to smell. I don't know if he just knew something was up. And anyway, he came in and stopped broadside for a few seconds and i was just kind of waiting for him to calm down a little bit i was just focused on video and i'm like why are you not shooting yeah (laughs) like what are we doing here perfect broadside slightly quartering away would have been a great uh great shot yeah and i was but i knew i was because i saw he would you know he was so just so cagey coming in i figured he it might spook him oh and on top of that we had talked you know just take a perfect broadside shot don't yeah. rush it and and let's get a good feel for what these arrows can do before uh you try to take a grizzly with yeah them. and uh you made the right call so you know i'm like i'll just let this thing calm down well he goes kind of by the bait and then turns and walks straight towards me right under my tree sniffing the copenhagen i'd been spitting out <laughs> and then he caught it. i think he smelled because we had some bait in the boat which is dumb i I don't know. I was at least take it out of the boat, but so he smells that and he starts walking that way. I'm like, oh, he's gonna climb in the boat, and he got and he must have smelled us or something by the time he got a ways down there. And because he you or know, where hop, we walked in or whatever, he hopped and ran off and thinking, oh well, he'll probably come back. He didn't. You could tell he didn't run far. No. And I don't know. It was about an hour later. He came back in again on this trail. <laughs> Call call the Green Mile. Yeah. <laughs> so many bears. That trail is crazy. 
most of the ba- it's bears. It's a boneyard. Yeah, most of the bears <laughs> come in on that trail and, and die. It's on just that this trail. beautiful mossy, you know, spruce stand of spruce, and you know, a nice trail worn in it from thirty years of having bait there. And uh, so he comes back in that trail and comes in. I'm like, all right, I'm not screwing around this time. I'm going to shoot him the first broadside <laughs> shot he gives me. I'm ready to draw. He comes in and comes walking over towards us again. S- and sits down like a dog right underneath right my tree. Underneath Nick, <laughs> looking at us. Like, what? And I'm and thinking the, the to myself. Se- the fir- what's The first time he came in, I thought, this is a pretty good bear. You know, yeah. he's... He's not huge, but he, like he's a, he's a good bear. I thought, you know, right under six foot or something like that. The second time he came in, I'm like, man, this is a this is a small bear. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because I was so close or how he was acting, real cautious like that, or because the last bear you seen the night before was a huge grizzly bear. That, that may have been. I it don't too. know. Like I, I'm I'm a little a little rusty on my black bear judging. Too, but yeah. I mean, he had like char- characteristics of a, of a boar. Like, knew he was a boar, right? And his rubbed head kind of gave me the idea when I first saw him. Is like, this is a nice, nice bear, mature bear. But. Yeah, and uh, so I'm like, yeah, and, and I thought because we the first bear on that bait looked to be a big bear, big, yeah, and taller than the barrel. Yeah, and then the pictures of this bear this morning. We looked at him like, oh, it's just an average bear, you know, five and a half footer. And right. so that's kind of what I had stuck in my mind. And I didn't really care that much, so I was going to plug him anyway. When he came in the second time, though, he didn't give you a shot at all. No, he sat down and he's sitting there, look, you know, facing you, quarter and two, me. And I'm thinking, man, if I had my steel, like my <laughs> the setup, I, I shoot out of my recurve, like I'd punch it right through your shoulder. And you, you know, anyway. And he got up and got up and spooked off again. And then I don't know. I it think, was a while then. Yeah. Well, we were already hearing some, you know, Traffic, farting boat. around in this bo- in their boat. And I think we deduced that they were out trying to shoot beavers. So I can't really blame them for that. Right. But uh, it's just like man, right now prime time, like eleven o'clock to midnight's the witching hour. And these guys are just motoring all over the place, and and my plan was to just sit till midnight. But you know that's assuming like nothing came in. Right. But I knew this bear was gonna be coming in, and and Nick was kind of like ah with all these this racket. And I'm well, like, I mean they're shooting guns, driving the boat up and down the river, and everything else, and uh, that that just discourages me. No, but yeah. I, I mean, I, and because uh, I I think before they like came by I was like well, let's let's sit to one, and then you're kind of ah, I don't know about this and I guess I was thinking in my head I'd say it but I'm like well we'll see what they do if those guys just go down river then once it quiets and sure enough once it quieted down he came back in kind of pretty much right away right away within five minutes of you saying let's sit to one you know and I I was. At, at first I was like yeah you know, whatever that's that's fine but you know all these people up and down the river but five minutes after that you you whistled at me I was on my phone or whatever and yeah or I was like <laughs> you know something like it get his attention I could see him back there and it's uh, you know it, it's funny how when it starts because right now this time of year about uh yeah about 
after midnight it starts getting pretty twilighty and your eyes especially when you you're low on sleep like my eyes play tricks on me so much you know you start seeing bears that aren't there and the smoke from the thermosel was doing that to me tonight every once in a while i think i saw something that you know if you're looking through the through the tree branches or whatever and that smoke moves through yeah but and we didn't mention that the other day i think there's one piece of equipment that has changed bear baiting easily more than anything thermosel like i remember back in the day when i was a kid you'd have you have to wear two pairs of pants because mosquitoes <laughs> will bite through one. You you know, heavy jacket that they couldn't get through. Duct tape. Leather gloves, <laughs> duct tape your pants and your suit and a bug net. And then somehow, like, your ear would be touching it. Any part of skin that was touched there. I remember one time I got ate up so bad it looked like a Klingon or some Star Trek character. I, my face was swelled up so bad. The only thing better than a thermosel is two thermosels. Two thermosels, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've had them go, you know, shit the bed on me in the stand before when I've only had one with me, yeah. and then you have to sit there for the next several hours and <laughs> turn the box. Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much, like this year I got, well, last year I bought one of the backpack thermosel backpacker deals, and thinking you can screw it into a jet boil can or any other can like that, and because the biggest drawback well the fuel and the pads where they get you because they're expensive they are worth it though they're worth it but i'm thinking all right you know i'm not going to have to on a long sit i'm not going to have to change fuel canisters that makes noise i was hoping digging your pack or whatever i was thinking on you know cold nights it would burn better because one thing i noticed some of those grizzly sits about two o'clock in the morning i gotta hold that thing right in front of my face yeah it gets chilly but uh so I'm trying that out but I still got a couple of the old ones in my backpack just in case but uh anyway so back to back to tonight this bear came in dead calm dead calm like just perfect like it, it don't get any better it's so calm you could tell he's trying to smell it and nothing and to smell n- nothing to smell <laughs> and he uh he came in and he was antsy and but I, I was ready to shoot and well we saw him straight out first and he came all the way back around yep over to the left and came in that way and that bear coming three times didn't have one bite to eat nothing nothing never even went to the bait really yeah you know he wanted to but it was just i was like man this thing cagey for a, a blackie anyway so he the third time he came in i thought you were i i I'm like, man, this is a very small bear. Yeah. That's just what I thought. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm shooting him anyway. I don't care. <laughs> I knew you were. We're ending this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so he stops broadside, and I'm like, all right, if I can get get drawn, this bear's dead. Or my arrow's going to go spinning off into oblivion. <laughs> I don't know. So, and the whole time, like, every time he came in, like, I still get excited. Like, I get that, just that little push of adrenaline and i just like breathe and i tell myself i keep telling myself just execute the shot and for me i i I struggle and you know when i'm shooting and getting lazy you know i start plucking the string and and stuff like that and i try i've been trying lately my to work on my shot and get it back where it needs to be and with these wood arrows and everything being less consistent i find that any errors are magnified way more Right. 
with this stuff. So I just knew however they were going to fly, I needed to execute a good shot. And that, to kind of calm myself down and pull myself from thinking, oh, man, this is this, I, the last thing I want to think is, is this going to work? <laughs> I just, all I wanted to worry about is focusing on executing a good shot and the arrows was going to do what it was going to do. So get get to full draw, hit my anchor, you know, and my, I kind of hook my thumb behind my jaw and get my and increase my back tension till my nose touches a feather and then just increase the pressure till she goes and so i did that and one thing with the, these wood arrows my longbow is like 52 pounds at 32 inches which is my draw length and these wood arrows are 950 grains logs logs and i mean i just am stuck with that because that's those are the shafts I could get that were long enough and stiff enough to spine close to what I need. And with these, like, it's a lot closer to my point on. So I, I have to, you know, compared to my recurve, I've got to, like, almost put the tip of the arrow below and, and just been shooting. I focus on the spot, but that's still in my, I register where that's at. <clears throat> anyway, so thinking this is a you know, little bear, all right, hold let her go and flew perfectly straight you know right you know horizontally right where i wanted it to be i just noticed that it was a little low but sound you know i saw it was a pass through and that sound was that classic through the ribs and uh bear took off so you know wasn't a hundred percent y'all's kind of wonder but everything within five seconds we knew he was yeah i mean he ran back there and 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 crashing, you know, he ran back there and stopped, and you could hear him. I think I heard him like bite that arrow, yeah, like break it. Anyway, you know, so that we knew he was done, and and it was getting pretty dark at that time. Back in that timber, it's pretty dark. So he he made noises a little bit longer than what I'm used to with the yeah. You know, I will say that normally within thirty seconds, it's like yeah. you know. A, death moan or you hear him breathing then nothing and and it, he last i was kind of concerned me at first because i was like he lasted a little bit longer than what i was used to and i don't know it could be uh, i'd just be speculating if i was to guess why but uh so anyway but but he was all still right there and you know he he was in bad shape you know and all the only thing i knew thinking you know because I start thinking of possibilities. I knew the arrow went lower than I wanted it to, because I was hoping to hit him, mid, you know, mid 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 body, right, you know, a little just a little ways behind the shoulder. And so thinking, well, if it if it hit him in the brisket, he wouldn't be doing that. Really, after looking at the hole, you weren't far off from. No, I don't think you hit him low at all. I think you hit. I mean, a little lower than I than I, I was can, intending to, but right. but that's part of you know why I kind of aim for the middle of whatever I think sure. that kill zone is at a particular angle, just because then you have a little bit of margin error. But uh, so we you know put the headlamps on and walk back there, and <clears throat> he wasn't fifty yards back there. Nope. And uh, walk up there, I'm like man, this, this is a big bear. <laughs> 
Well, when we were sitting in the tree before we climbed down, I'm like, yeah, we can get them out of here in no time. You know, or you're, over you, our you're like, well, <laughs> we'll be able to pull them out in the sled easy. I'm like, yeah, we will. And I was saying, yeah, I don't know, five and a half footer or whatever, walk up and. He was like, not a five dude. and a half footer. I'm like, this, this is a big black bear. And, you know, we'll see what he, what I can stretch him out to, but I'm guessing he's between six, eight, and seven foot. He'll he's be a all, big he'll be freaking all, black bear. Yeah. He's, he's over six and a half feet. Yeah, he'll be all of that. And not too often do you walk up on a black bear and have and they the get opposite bigger. of crown shrinkage. Yeah, no. The only bear, the only other bear I've ever had that happen to was the first grizzly I killed, and he was a monster. I well, knew he was big, but I had... Just, no, until you walk up to him. Yeah, and so the next grizzly I killed was an eight-foot grizzly, and I was like, yeah, it's not as big as I thought it was. Well, I was blown away <laughs> by how big it was walking up to that one. But this black bear tonight, walking up to it, I yeah, he just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and pretty impressed actually yeah. it's a nice bear and Very we nice go bear. over there and the carnage that yes that <laughs> yes he bled all over the place and the while the hole was small the hole they you know the uh entrance hole and exit hole were were tiny but yeah. there was blood all over yeah and you don't usually see blood like crazy on a no on a i mean not bear. not with you know because like even the grizzly bears have shot with or grizzlies black bears that i've shot with you know i'm that, seeing, yeah. with two blade steel broadheads that are just that stone point sharp. must have just ripped instead of you know yeah cutting because you you know and that's the one thing i noticed I'm like ah, you know like a, a stone point these are like the guy that made it told me there i don't i don't know anything about stone points so right but he's like you know these are pretty you know fine edge points and and you hear people talking about how sharp that stuff is and you know, like it ain't gonna shave paper like my grizzly broadheads do, but uh, but it makes sense. You know, it's it's like a micro serrated. It, it was a fine edge, but it's not like steel. Not at all. At all. No. But I mean, more than anything, I was super happy because that that point and why I want to try that one on a black bear <laughs> first because that was the one point. Both the other points spin you know aside from the shafts being having a little bit of wood crookedness to them and i think they're pretty good for wood shafts but uh that was the one broadhead that didn't spin a hundred like really tight so you know i just didn't know what was going to happen but uh yeah, I'm, impre- it, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with the effectiveness of it personally oh, yeah. it was a lot of blood the hole looked great you got a pass through yeah, and and it, and it was a a good bear. Oh, so yeah. you didn't test it out on a five footer or no. whatever. I mean, it, it that was a mature boar, and it worked perfect. Yeah, I mean, I just and that sound, you know, and just that worked. Perfect. It goes through, and I seen the the fletching disappeared, and you know, we we're started looking for the arrow, of course, and wasn't there. And I was thinking, oh well, sometimes they'll hang up by the fletching inside the body cavity or whatever and that's what happened is we rolled that bear over and the back half of the arrow is kind of busted up you know pull it's kind of sticking out of his body cavity and pull it out and the that's what happened is the fletching i think got kept caught. it from going out and we got looking around and found 
a spot just cut, just blood everywhere where that thing had got back there. I think that's where he got back there, and I'm assuming like started ripping, started trying to get trying it to out. rip that arrow out. Unfortunately, looked, yeah, could not <laughs> could not find the point. We found the whole rest of the arrow in pieces, and where that that point was hafted on there, the, it was looked like it got bit off or something. Because the the sinew, like there was still some sinew um, around yeah, the sure, shaft, sure. but I mean, I think he just went nuts and even when he was rolling around, he could have broke it off. There, yeah, maybe who knows? And good luck finding that in the moss. Like we looked pretty good but i think it's just a lost cause when it's right just the color of the underside all these leaves that are laying on the ground too Someone, and, you know, all it would take is a little bit of pressure to push that thing in the moss and you'll never find it right but yeah someday someday the archaeologists will find that <laughs> one but it'll it'll he engraved like 2018 on them and his yeah, oh he did so, yeah nice but yeah and it, those they're pretty sweet looking arrows. Um, he actually hafted on in there with sinew from the moose him and his buddy got last year up here. So moose sinew, good stuff. All in all, though, great weekend of, of first sits, and looking forward to going back next weekend and trying it again. And we got what one more bait that needs a first sit yet too, and that'll happen probably in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yep, and then and uh, probably any day now, actually. Yeah, and then my dad and I and a couple other guys are going to run up up some river into some killer black bear country, and uh, and that should be a, we're going to make a trip. But it'll take two trips to do it, but <laughs> man, it's going. I think it's going to be a an exciting year of bear hunting. Now I just got to just got to have it come together on a on an old grizzler bear. That's right. And I think it will. It usually usually, it usually does, does eventually. You put in your time and it might be the end of June or it might be next week. Yeah, but I I feel so much better now. Yeah. No, I mean that was the that was the arrow and point that I wasn't suspect of, but that was like number 3 on my <laughs> list. And man, the thing it just it was pretty dark, but I got some pretty visible those I like those like chartreuse feathers and they they show up really well man that thing all those you know they well, drop they drop out of the sky pretty quick but it flew like perfectly I, straight yeah I was hoping I could see it hit the animal but I was watching through the viewfinder and I didn't and it was pretty dark and I, I couldn't see it hit but it worked well I mean he was saying that he shot elk with them oh yeah he said he, he's killed quite a few elk with them and not even though, like, he made these points specifically for, we kind of, when he was up here last fall, we kind of went over a little bit of design. He wanted to keep it a lot, you know, at historic, somewhat historically, you know, based on some historical point. I'm not like, well, I need to use what yeah. they used in Alaska, you know. I don't, I didn't care. I just think it'd be awesome to shoot one on the stone point, but, you know, I had to you know obviously like the thing can't be barbed right and and stuff like that and just kind of went over and kind of laid out a design we thought would be heavy duty enough to to, to use on done. a grizzly bear and if it'll work on a black bear it'll work on I a grizzly no bear i have no doubt it'll you know a good unless you know 
anything and even maybe a really really big grizzly bear same broadside shot it'll that point will pass through Be no guaranteed problem. and that's i mean shot selection i think is probably key it, it shot selection is going to be a, a much bigger deal than it normally is i mean the arrows i was shooting last year were 697 grains and you know really heavy weight forward and and I, I built those arrows to be tough. And, I mean, I shot that grizzly bear, that seven-and-a-half-foot grizzly quarter and two right in the shoulder. And it didn't stop. It passed through. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do that with a stone point. No. Yeah. And, like, I was thinking I wanted the thought crossed my mind. I wasn't going to do it when that bear was sitting there. <laughs> I'm like, no, got to wait. And uh, it ended up working out. But, yeah, as long as I'm a little bit more careful and selective with the shot it'll it'll do the job exciting weekend for only seeing two bears yeah it was <laughs> um it was good yeah really i mean could have been a little better but yeah it could have been a little better but i don't know if that stuff happens and yeah and i just think it's fortunate that we know he's still alive yes you know that and and was, that's the worst thing lo- is is like hitting an animal that you know is probably dead somewhere and not being able and to not being him. able to recover him, but he came back in nine hours later. So yeah, it's four thirteen, and the sun's coming back up. That's right. Yeah, by here in another three weeks, it never even totally dips below the horizon. I don't think there'll be a lot of these late nights all spring bear season. I don't do drugs, but if there were ever attempting reason to do some kind of drug that keeps you awake Uh, it's like the season of combos and chips ahoy and gas station food food and monster energy drinks or whatever (laughs) geez it just tears me up (laughs) terrible for me got to get those gains though (laughs) important yeah but we can sleep once july gets here right usually what i do yeah or during the week. Yeah. We actually, we managed to get this bear hole. drug out hole. So as soon as I get home, I'm going to weigh him. I got a winch in my shop and a scale that I think will go up there. And I'm going to weigh him and then butcher him. He wasn't as hard to get out as the that sow grizzly. But no. we gutted her there. Yeah, we gutted her there. And, I mean, it's so cold right now. And I'll, as soon as I, you know, just weigh her or weigh, weigh him. him and, and gut him. Weigh him and gut him, and uh, gonna be tasty. I need to get some bear ham smoked, like you mentioned. Do that; it's good. I bet he's between two fifty and two seventy-five, which a lot of people might say, "Oh, that's not a very big bear." But we don't grow them like they do back east. No, it's and I mean a three hundred pound bear is a really big bear, and this one it might be three hundred. I mean, I've skinned. He was heavy. What is this guy doing ahead of us? We're going 40 <laughs> in a 65. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited to see how much it is. I've never, like, live weighted, well, minus however many pounds of blood that thing lost. Yeah. But, uh... That'd be good yeah. to know. It'll be, yeah, it'd be good to know, because... I mean, this is way over a six-foot bear, and 
they just aren't near as heavy as people think they are or claim they are. And typically their weights get heavier the far the longer ago it was. Yep. <laughs> what do you think the eight foot bear that you shot weighed? I do not know. It was well, I was eighteen and I at the time I had no idea what I had. Not even a clue. I uh because I'd killed him by by myself. It was a little after midnight. Was he lanky or fat? You know what I mean. He he wasn't real fat, but he was beefy. It was weird because and I was super, you know, as the first bait of my own, and you know, super green at, at judging these things and didn't have much to reference on. I mean, he came in. I'm, my initial thought was like, it looks like a big bear, but he. He was proportioned, from what I remember, just like any other bear. It wasn't like these roly-poly, yeah, you know, belly dragging you the ground. Those. Yeah, I like seeing those. <laughs> and, but I was using the old, like, galvanized trash can, had it sitting upright, and he walked over there and just dropped his head in. And I can't remember how tall that was, but I'm like, man, that's a, that's a pretty big bear. Right. And I shot him, and I could hardly even roll him over. And so I'm like, ah, I don't want to screw this hide up. I'll come back with help first thing in the morning. So I ran to town, and um, it was actually one of my high school teachers came out there with me to help. We'd set that bait up together. I just graduated and uh, came out there, and he was a little behind me. I got out there and, and yanked the guts out and was thinking, all right, well, we'll try to try to pull him up and haul him out which was stupid anyway because that was kind of a that doesn't even work well on a five foot bear it's just anyway we tied it (laughs) tied his paws this birch pole with 550 cord and didn't even get him off the ground and that 550 cord broke and he was not 500 pounds yeah but uh yeah i've pulled out several deer and one bear and i dread doing it every time i do it you think it's a good idea at the time but it sucks you know, when you start walking, you have to switch shoulders all the time, and the guy in front of you wants to switch shoulders or whatever. And yeah, even on flat ground. Yeah, it's a. It, I did it from my that bait that we hunted. Mm-hmm. I've pulled one out from there, and that's a long walk. Yeah, <laughs> that was not fun. Yeah. What do you think he weighed though? Three hundred pounds, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I honestly have no idea. That's just sure. kind of speculation, but and that's an eight. This foot is bear. yeah. This is a big bodied bear. He's like he's, he's heavy. Good. It was we had to work to get him out. Fooled me. Not on the the first time he came in. I thought he was big, and then the other two. I... Yeah, he ne- he never struck me as really that big. I mean, he it was proportioned, and you know the way he moved was like a. Like a, I just figured, yeah, he's he's a decent boar. Right. And before anyone thinks maybe a different bear came in the third time, it was the same bear because they he's rubbed on his forehead. Yeah, which is pretty rare around here. Yeah, it's, it's this is the same bear the whole time. But uh, yeah, well, I got to drop Nick off here. So thanks for joining us, and uh, and we'll you know obviously keep you updated throughout this bear season i'm pretty stoked and uh should be a fun next month and a half yeah absolutely so if you enjoyed the podcast um you can leave me a review on itunes 
That'd be awesome. And uh, if you have any comments or questions, you can email podcast at tundertalkak.com. Thank you.